Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. Carter, how are you this morning? I'm great. I had some tea and went for a run. Fantastic. Well, let's meet this week's contestants first. Uh, well, we have two returning contestants today. Uh, first, we have Jasper. Hey, everyone. Um, I'm out here drinking some lovely Tezo China green tips. And I just wanted to say at this time that while I've never been to Rice University, I have eaten rice at a university. So I hope this helps. Should count, I think. Definitely. Well, thank you, Jasper, for being here once again. And we also have Oliver. Hi. Um, I actually, um, I'm currently drinking coffee, but just because this is trivia over tea, I brought um, this tea that I did not have time to make, <laughs> um, which is Indonesian gold, um, which is this really, really nice tea that I got from uh, Tivana in Richmond, Virginia, uh, which I really enjoy, actually. It's actually more caffeinated than like coffee. So um, I, I, it's probably good that I'm not drinking it right now. It would be like a, a death trap. Um, furthermore, <laughs> um, I'm a composer. I'm actually sitting in my composition studio right now. And to the people who are watching me, my piano, here's my uh, pencil sharpener. Um, and um, I, I went to uh, college with uh, Matthew and young Jasper, um, not with this other, wait, what's your name again? Carter. I, I don't know Carter, but um, nice oh, I'm sorry. You. I didn't introduce you. I usually, I usually introduce Carter before, uh, before That's we start fine. the recording. This is Carter. Carter and I have known each other since first grade. Jasper, have you, you've met Carter over Zoom before? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Carter and I have known each other since first grade. And um, yeah, cool. Now we're here. Cool. And now we're and now we're here. Fast forward however many years. Yes, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, I, yes, I, I'm a, a composer and I want to be conductor. Um, I did a Fulbright last year and I'm going to Rice University in the fall. Very nice. Well, thank you for being here again, Oliver. Um, I am double fisting on my tea this morning. I've got some English breakfast tea in here, and then I've also got some iced tea, as per usual. At any rate, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions today, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yes, round one, as you might recall, is our first general knowledge round, where you each get five multiple questions. In this case, questions are worth 10 points each. All righty, Jasper, you're up first. Are you ready? Moderately. All right, that's good enough. Question one. Who was the most recent artist to win the Grammy Award for Record of the Year in back-to-back years? A, Billie Eilish, B, Adele, or C, U2? Ooh. There's no D? No, it's just three options. Oh. Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> a relief. I would, the most realistic guess seems like it would be Adele. I don't know. I don't think, well, did Billie win last year? Um, there's a difference between record and album. Because why not? And song. Um, but yeah, I read about all the intricacies of the differences between the, the three awards, and it was all a little confusing to me. So I just picked one and yeah. wrote a question. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she did. Let's say Billy. That's correct. She won in 2020 for Bad Guy and 2021 for Everything I Wanted. 
Adele has won twice for Hello and Rolling in the Deep, but not in consecutive years. You 2 won in 2001 and 2002 for Beautiful Day and Walk On, respectively. And the only other artist to win in consecutive years was Roberta Flack back in 1973 and 74 for The First Time I Ever Saw Your Face and Killing Me Softly with his song. Only true flackheads remember. Yeah, I, I don't. So I, I can't say I'm a true flackhead, unfortunately. Question two. What is the highest point in the eastern United States? A, Mount Rogers in Virginia. B, Mount Mitchell in North Carolina. Or C, Mount Washington in New Hampshire. The only one I've heard of is Mount Mitchell. <laughs> so we're going to say Mount Mitchell. That's correct. Uh, it stands 6,684 feet tall. Um, Mount Washington is at 6,288 feet. And Mount Rogers is significantly shorter than that. Question three. Which okay. of the following broadcast television networks began broadcasting most recently? A, CBS, B, ABC, or C, Fox? I would think Fox. That's correct. Well, the big three networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, all began broadcasting in the 40s. Fox began broadcasting in 1986. Question four. The Dalmatian language was the primary language of what maritime republic that dominated the Adriatic Sea? A, Venice, B, Trieste, or C, Ragusa? And I'll just state right off the bat that my brother wrote this question. Uh, I know <laughs> nothing about this. I do, I do love the name Ragusa, so I'm going to say that one. Well, you're correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Enough uh, said about that. Uh, and finally, question five. What piece of glassware would you use for a titration? A, a barrette. B, a volumetric pipette, or C, a rotavap? Pipette? Uh, no, it's actually a barrette. Uh, barrette uh, barrettes are most commonly used for titrations in chemistry labs, which is a process to determine the concentration of a certain substance. All righty, Oliver, are you ready for your five questions? Uh, yes. Okay. Question one. At the 2009 MTV VMA Music Awards, Kanye West rushed the stage, interrupting Taylor Swift's acceptance speech for Best Female Video to tell the audience that, quote, Beyonce had one of the greatest videos of all time. Which music video was he referencing? A, Single Ladies, B, Who Run the World, Girls, or C, Love on Top? Um, I'm going to say uh, Single Ladies. That's correct. Beyonce went on to win video of the year for single ladies at the same ceremony, and she invited Swift to finish her speech. Isn't that like, wait, isn't Justin Timberlake in that video, I think? That I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. And it's like, it's really shocked because he's like one of the single ladies, I think. And it's just like, what, the, what is this? <laughs> uh, interesting. I, I can't say I've seen that video. I'll have to look up, look it up later. 90s kids only, I guess. Yeah. Question two, which of the following mountains are farthest from the Earth's center? A, Mount Chimborazo, B, Mount Everest, or C, Mount Denali? I just heard about this the other day. Oh, I and know. I should say that, because this is important, Mount Chimborazo is in Ecuador, and then of course, Everest is in Nepal, and Denali is in the United States, in Alaska. Um. 
The one in Ecuador. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, despite yeah. being 8,500 feet lower in elevation, Mount Chimborazo's summit is 7,000 feet farther from the Earth's center due to the mountain's location near the Earth's equator, which protrudes into space due to Earth's spin. That's like really just nuts, isn't it? When you think about it. <laughs> it really is. Question three. The Carnation Revolution overthrew the dictatorial Estado Novo regime of what European country? A, Spain, B, Italy, or C, Portugal? Novo spelled N-O-V-O. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Spain. Uh, it was actually Portugal. Oh, okay. That was my yeah. second guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, the N-O-V-O is the Portuguese spelling of new. Um, well, it's also, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, question four. What is the process called when a solid moves directly into the gas phase, skipping the liquid phase? A, sublimation, B, evaporation, or C, deposition? It'd be sublimation. That is correct. And finally, question five. Which of the following U.S. cities is not named after a pre-existing city? A, Boston, B, Charleston, or C, Philadelphia? I thought it was going to be like New York. And then... <laughs> nope. Uh, um, I'm going to, okay, Boston? Um, no, actually it was Charleston. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, named for King Charles II um, of England, uh, not named after wait. a city. So, so Boston is another city somewhere in like Europe. Apparently. I didn't write the question. Okay. So I can I only assume that that's the case. Well, that's the end of round one. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? Looks like I have a close game with Jasper at 40 and Oliver at 30. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, Irving Berlin composed the music for what 1946 musical about a sharpshooter who appeared in Buffalo Bill's Wild West, a traveling show? And the answer to that is Annie Get Your Gun, very famous musical. So now for this week's question, we'll ask, despite missing pieces that people cut off as relics, what former U.S. president's famous coat is currently on display at the Metropolitan Museum of Art for the first time. So, have a think about that, send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Yes, in round two, you will each get five questions on the same topic. Questions here are open-ended, and they're worth 20 points each. If you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty, Jasper, you are going to get five questions about a famous actress who was born on May 18th, which is the date that this podcast is being released. And that famous actress is Tina Fey. So are you ready for your five questions about Tina Fey? Yes, let's go. Okay. Question one. Among Fey's films is what 2014 comedy starring Lindsay Lohan in which she plays the school's calculus teacher? This is Mean Girls. That's correct. It is a pop culture icon. What more can I say about that other than it's a great film? Question two. Faye created what sitcom running from 2006 to 2013, starring herself as Liz Lemon, as well as Tracy Morgan, Jane Krakowski, 
Jack McBriar, Scott Adsit, Judah Friedlander, and Alec Baldwin. 30 Rock. Yeah, that's correct. I'd, I've never seen the show, and I didn't know which of these people was more important than the other. So I figured <laughs> I'd just list the entire starting, uh, starting cast. Yeah, I appreciated uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is, in fact, 30 Rock. And the series is based on Faye's experiences as a writer on Saturday Night Live. Speaking of Saturday Night Live, question three. Faye is well known for impersonating what politician numerous times on Saturday Night Live? Sarah Palin. That's correct. She played the former Alaska governor and vice presidential candidate on several episodes during the 2008 election cycle, including appearing on screen with Palin herself, as well as presidential candidate Senator John McCain. In her first appearance, she said the oft-quoted, and I can see Russia from my house. Question Throwback. four. <laughs> I, I, when I was writing this, I had to go back and like watch them all again. Yes. <laughs> Not for any particular purpose other than just because they're hilarious. Question four. Among Faye's other film credits is Baby Mama, in which Faye plays a mother-to-be who hires what former SNL co-star as her surrogate mother? I did not know that film existed. So um, I'll say like Amy Poehler. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, She she also appeared in Mean Girls and portrayed Hillary Clinton in Faye's first sketch as Sarah Palin. Yeah. I feel like Amy Amy Poehler is always a safe guess um, when it comes to uh, Tina Fey. And finally, question five. Faye was the co-anchor of what recurring SNL sketch from 2000 to 2006, first with Jimmy Fallon and later with Amy Poehler? Uh, weekend update that's correct it is currently hosted by colin jost and michael che all righty oliver you're going to get five questions about a famous uh movie that premiered on may 18th back in 2001 and that is shrek so are you ready for your five questions about shrek absolutely Um, shrek is love fantastic (laughs) question one i'm not going to finish the question in an era dominated by Pixar animated films, Shrek was the fifth film created by what other animation studio? Uh, DreamWorks. That's correct. Uh, among their other films are Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda, and The Bee Movie. Yeah. Question two. The titular character is what kind of creature who lives alone in a swamp? Um, he's an ogre. That's correct. Um, Shrek tells Donkey that ogres are like onions and that they both have layers. That was going to be my second guess. It was an onion. Oh, I, I would have given you credit for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Question three. Among the voice cast was what stand-up comedian known for his roles in the Beverly Hills Cop series, Trading Places, and Dr. Doolittle, who voiced Donkey? Eddie Murphy. That's correct. Um, Absolutely among his, excellent job, by the way. Yeah. Among his uh, accolades, he, has won the, uh, he won the Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album in 1984. Question four, Shrek won the first ever Academy Award for Best Animated Feature, beating out Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, and what Pixar film centered around the presence of a child named Boo? Um, Monsters Incorporated. That's correct, yes. And finally, question five, in addition to its three sequels, Shrek inspired what 2011 spinoff film featuring a character introduced in Shrek 2? Puss in Boots. That's correct. Antonio Banderas voices Puss in Boots in the film, as well as the later three Shrek films. Oh, what, a so, what a world we live in. <laughs> truly. Shrek was my childhood. I've probably seen that film at least 100 times. 
in addition to all the other wonderful Pixar, well, in addition to the wonderful Pixar films and a couple of the other DreamWorks. Well, that's the end of round two. We kind of zipped through that round. Uh, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We still have a close game with Jasper at 140 and Oliver at 130. This might be the very first time that both contestants have aced round two. I also think those questions were kind of easy. Um, but I, I think you're discounting Oliver's Shrek knowledge there. But that's I think true. that I was, that was an admirable <laughs> feat. All righty, now it is time for round three. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Round three is a lot like round two, but now the question is worth more points. You'll get 30 points to get the answer correct and 15 if your opponent guesses the answer there. Actually, you won't get those 15 points, your opponent will. And questions here will be on multiple topics instead of a single topic. Boy, that would be a, a twist. If, you, yeah. if, if your opponent answers correctly, you get the points. Hmm. <laughs> we'll have to think about that. At any rate, Jasper, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway heads north from Chicago, connecting the area to Milwaukee? Um, I think I-94, right? That's correct. Although signed as an east-west interstate highway, it effectively heads due north through Illinois and southern Wisconsin. Question two. Prime Minister Scott Morrison faces re-election this Saturday in what country's federal election? Pretty sure Australia. That's correct. SCOMO, as the kids call him, and his liberal national coalition <laughs> won re-election in 2019. Uh, the Labor Party leader attempting to succeed SCOMO as prime minister is Anthony Albanese. Mm. Yes. Question three. What is the coldest possible temperature in the universe? Uh, um, is this perhaps what the kids call absolute zero? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. Um, yeah, absolute zero, zero Kelvin or negative 273 mm. degrees Celsius. Yes. Okay. Question four. <laughs> Excuse me. The children doing scientific research. <laughs> 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 Question four. The South Carolina flag prominently features the moon and what type of tree commonly associated with the state? Oh, I am pleased to report that I saw a TikTok about this yesterday. <laughs> oh, how convenient. <laughs> uh, it is the palmetto. That's correct. Yes. And finally, question five. The famous patriotic song, God Bless America, was written by what composer of musicals like Annie Get Your Gun? Uh, who wrote Annie Get Your Gun? I didn't even know that it was that new. Um, yeah. Uh, I have the strangest feeling that Oliver knows, but um, if it makes you feel any better, I don't know. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um, well, then I won't. I won't make a bunch of guesses. Um, Cole Porter, not Cole Porter. Yeah, Oliver. Um, Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> uh, no, little early even Bad for him. Uh, but uh, no, this is Irving Berlin. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the 19, uh, 1938 recording by Kate Smith made the song famous. Oliver, are you ready for your five questions? I, I hope that I am. Okay. Question one. What transcontinental interstate highway passes through Houston, San Antonio, and El Paso in Texas on its way out west to Santa Monica, California? Um, Lord Jesus Christ. Is it um, inter like I-66? 
No. Okay, didn't think so. <laughs> Oliver. Or Jasper. Sorry. Jasper. <laughs> I looked at Jasper and then I said Oliver. Jasper. Is it is it I ten? I ten. Yeah. It runs for eight hundred and eighty miles in Texas and two thousand four hundred and sixty miles in total from Jacksonville, Florida to Santa Monica, California. Question two. The first round of the 2022 NFL draft was dominated by defensive players, including five players from what Southeastern Conference school based in Athens? Um, Georgia State. Not Georgia State. Jasper? I believe it's the University of Georgia. The University of Georgia. Yeah. Georgia State. Actually, I'm not sure where Georgia State is. But yes, it's the University of Georgia. Question three. The infamous 1896 Supreme Court ruling in Plessy versus Ferguson established what doctrine with regard to segregation in the United States? Uh, separate but equal. That's correct. This decision was eventually overturned in the Brown versus Board of Education ruling in 1954. Yep. Question four. What Virginia city was the capital of the, of the state from 1699 to 1780, including during the signing of the Declaration of Independence and the American Revolution? Uh... Williamsburg. That's correct. The capital of the state moved to Richmond in 1780 um, to a safer location from British attack. The governor who made that decision was future president Thomas Jefferson, yep. who had studied at the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg. And finally, question five. The 20th century composer Morton Feldman is known for writing pieces that quietly shift and evolve over long periods of time. In 1983, toward the end of his life, Feldman wrote String Quartet Number no. 2, a one-movement piece which, played at its written tempo, lasts how many hours without breaks? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Uh, this is like graduate entrance exam material stuff. Um, we're, just, we're just trying to prepare you yeah, for what's to come. written tempo, it takes how long? Um. And that's definitely something that I should know, but I absolutely do not know that. So I'm going to take a wild guess. Um, 23 hours. <laughs> uh, no. Jasper? 10? Uh, no, it only takes about six hours. Mm. Oh. That's a relief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's still much longer than I prefer to listen to a string quartet. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Well, that's the end of round three. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Jasper at 290 and Oliver at 190. Alrighty, now it is time for round four. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Round four is our showdown where you'll each get three questions, each one the same. We'll ask you to write down your answer, or otherwise make note of your answer. And each question here will be with 40 points. Alrighty, Jasper, Oliver, are you ready? Yep. Yes. Okay. Question one. The 1995 film Braveheart depicts the life of what 13th century Scottish warrior? Not to put any pressure on the situation, but Jasper, I, I will tell you that if you get all three questions right, you will break 400 and you will be the all-time high score. So for what it's worth. <laughs> that really sucks that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was trying to help, okay. really. Do we have any guesses? I, I, have, I have 
a guess that I wrote down and crossed out, and I'm just going to say what I now think that it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, Oliver, we'll start with you. What do you think it is? Uh, is it Richard the Lionheart? Jasper? Interestingly enough, I had also written down Richard the Lionheart. Well, Richard the Lionheart was king of England. Uh, <laughs> so, I th- no. <laughs> um, I, oh and, and yeah, I, th- I think if, I, if my dates are correct, I think he was at the end of the 12th century. Um, Can I give my second guess, the one that I actually wrote down? Um, sure. Yeah, for, for, for no credit, but. Is it William the Conqueror? Also in English. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you, you at least have the, the guy from <laughs> um, You at least have the right first name. It's William Wallace. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I knew it was William. <laughs> yeah. Well, and William the Conqueror was the guy who came over from Normandy in 1066. Okay. Um, so the 11th century. Duh. And ousted um, Harold the second at the Battle of Hastings. So, wow. yeah. No, but this was Sir William Wallace, um, of course, portrayed by uh, Mel Gibson. And it was an incredibly uh, successful film despite receiving criticism for its numerous historical deviations. So, you know, yeah. it, it got the, the propagandistic kind of part of it right, which I think is what really counts. It's why, you know, what's it, um, Don't Look Up uh, won a Grammy or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question two. On May 11th, 1959, once Upon a Mattress opened on Broadway, starring what actress and future variety show host as Winifred? Bro, what? <laughs> I will say she's one of my absolute favorites, and I'm sure that neither of you know. Well, you probably have heard of her, but you may not this know. This is like, wasn't like, like that Facebook group just... Well, those were at least words or something like that. Like, <laughs> what is the title of the show? Once Upon a Mattress. Once Upon a Mattress. Have you ever heard of it? Absolutely not. It no, tells the story of the princess and the pea. Um, Except and, there's, a, there's a bowling ball under the mattress, right? Um, no. Or is that they, a different one? That, uh, that might be a different one. I believe they put like, like swords and like armor in the mattress, like in the top mattress. So she can't sleep and at all. And when did this premiere? 1959. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, well, do you want to revise your answer? To yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make as much sense now. Yeah. Host. Variety show host. Variety show host. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is someone who was likely born in the 1930s then. So I'm guessing that they're not alive or are extremely old um i'll give you that she's extremely old but she is alive oh well then that crosses out my other guesses um, <laughs> um i was in once upon a mattress in seventh grade in my middle school production weren't yeah we all? it's a very very silly show and uh got some good music not my favorite show i would have loved to have seen her as winifred though Okay. Do we have, do we have any guesses? Just toss, um, yeah. Just tossing out like an old musical theater name out there. Go for it. Um, Elaine Stritch. Okay. Oliver. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> uh, no, 
Ne- neither of those are correct. Uh, no, this was Carol Burnett. Um, her it was her breakout role on Broadway, oh and and her er- and earned her a Tony nomination. And she I did later not know host. she was. Yeah, she was on Broadway. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's uh, that's where she made her name that's as Princess known. Winifred. Uh, and she would, of course, later host the Carol Burnett show from 1967 to 1978. And for the first year plus of the pandemic, I spent many nights going through old Carol Burnett show uh, clips on YouTube. Truly because it was the most innocent fun that I could find uh, to only, keep myself motivated. So only there you 90 go. kids would know this, truly. Yeah. Well, and I am a child of the 1990s, sort of. At any rate, uh, one more question. Question three. On May 18th, 1980, what volcano erupted in what has been called the most disastrous volcanic eruption in U.S. history? Fantastic. Well, Oliver, what is your Uh, answer? I'm going to lose anyway. So I was thinking about like saying a joke like like your mom's butt or something like that. Like I'm not going (laughs) to say that. It's Krakatoa. Okay, Jasper. Um, I thought it might be Mount St. Helens. It's actually Mount St. Helens. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. No. Yeah. Should have just gone the joke answer. Yeah, that would have been that would have been better. No, yeah, May 18th, 1980, Mount St. Helens um, uh-huh. in Washington erupted. Um, about 57 people were killed as a result of the eruption in wow. southwestern Washington. Holy smokes. Yeah. Well, um, Krakatoa completely destroyed the mountain that it was a part of. So, uh, wait, where is that? It's like in, you know, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. All yeah. right. Well, <laughs> the mountain actually used to be like very, very large. And then it yeah. ended up um, becoming very small. And apparently, um, according to records, it um, was the loudest thing ever in recorded history. And completely deafened people within a 40 mile radius of the explosion that's brutal at least then they didn't have to hear morton feldman's six hours that is true that is true they were spared that well that's the end of the game so uh carter can you please give us the final score looks like we have jasper at 330 and oliver at 190 well congratulations jasper you have won do you have anything that you would like to say? Um, you know, uh, I I just want to dedicate this victory to um, the former top of Krakatoa <laughs> <laughs> and Morton Feldman, yeah, and the um, the good people of the University of Georgia, <laughs> yeah, who I believe no longer have tenure, right? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also to Miss Bernadette and William Wallace, Burnett, Carol Burnett, Burnett, <laughs> Carol Burnett. Yeah, not Bernadette, not Bernadette Peters. That's a different, different actress. Okay. Yeah, great, great playing. A wonderful yeah. time. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Jasper and Oliver, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. Today's questions were written by Caitlin Fick, Matthew Brown, Lucas Hauser, Lucas Lemonholm, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. 
Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week.